Welcome to the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 117, powered by Bet Online. Well, there might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on leading up to the Super Bowl uh, from score totals, player performance, props where you can bet on who the next fired coach is going to be, bet on who the next hired coach is going to be. Bet Online, the number one spot for props and all things NFL in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop mobile website. And if you sign up today, just for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code, BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V. Spell it that way. It's the name of this network that provides you with the platform for the JT and Looney podcast. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started and get your 50% welcome bonus. And it's not just football. Bet online is basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. Odds coverage is the best in the business. Sports and your favorite Vegas casino games, all at Bet Online, your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. And now the podcast starts, damn it! I was worried for a second there. I wasn't going to have a glass of wine. It's a weeknight podcast, but... Yes, yes. Are you wearing your Gold's Gym? Is that a World Gym? A or World's a- Gym shirt, yes. What's the difference between Gold's Gym? That was where... That was where everybody wanted to be cool and young and go to Gold's Gym before they were L.A. Fitness and all these unique places where you could do everything. You could get Botox in the lobby and get a shake. <laughs> it was World's Gym where you were going to be tough for. Well, I have. It's, it's interesting. You know, it's a, it's a lesson for the children and the aspiring business people. And aren't we all, in one way or another, we have to diversify. Nobody works at the Spark Plug factory until they're 65 and retires anymore and moves to Florida. Um, we all have to have several irons in the fire. And Joe Gold, the original owners of, owner of Gold's Gym, sold it but forgot to keep his name. So World's Gym was owned by Joe Gold. And uh, and then eventually Arnold Schwarzenegger, when I belonged to it, it was owned by Arnold. It was on Main Street in Venice. And that's when I, I, I bought this shirt in 1990 and it still fits. How many people still fit in a sweatshirt that they bought in 1990? Well, I know that to be you just set me up beautifully because mm-hmm. my wife, as I told you for years, made me remove all my Knicks gear. And put it and store it in the garage until they're good again. <laughs> they're never good. They stink. Oh my god! It's funny we're recording tonight after a Nick loss and a Laker win. A Laker win at the Crip where Carmelo Anthony had 24 points. And by a lottery ticket, he was eight of 12 from the field, five of six from three. But earlier the Knicks. Well, he's lost. fine offensively, as you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, we also need to remember that we are broad. We are broadcasting, recording this. We pushed record on two. Two, two, two. We did. Yeah. Two, two, 2022. It's two, 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 two. Yeah. What about that? Is the date today? Two, 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 two. Not going to happen again for in a thousand years. It'll be three, 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 three. <laughs> we will not be there for that. But my next, my next gear will be in someone's garage because I, I, I still I, be waiting. I, no, I stored it where where you suck when you vacuum wrap it. Oh, so I got right. sweatshirts and I got Ewing jerseys. 
but I had to remove them and put them in the garage because they, they stink. And someday they'll be good, and I'll be able to fit into that. Could you imagine that. in you know in six thousand years? That's all they find in Vegas is your vacuum packed Nick shirt, and they have to try to re they they find a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> which used to be the Luxor, and your next T-shirts, and they have to put together what society was like. <laughs> a little thing that looks like the Eiffel Tower and one fountain that used to work, a piece of copper from the Bellagio, and my <laughs> next gear. Can you understand the, the ramifications of a black NFL coach who was fired with a winning record suing the NFL and the owner, Stephen Ross of the Dolphins, for racism, we now have an investigation, cash for tanking against the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, and Brian Flores is now on the offensive. It's a seminal day in NFL history because as a black-fired coach, he claims that the owner of the Miami Dolphins, that relationship broke up because he wanted to lose games on purpose, and Flores would get $100,000 for every extra loss so that the Dolphins would increase the ability to get a better draft pick. Then we find out that Brian Flores, in this lawsuit, the Giants brought him in for a sham interview when they already had the white guy, Brian Dable, all hugs and, you know, hugs and steaks and everybody's good. And then Bill Belichick screws it up in a text message. And now the NFL's on fire tonight leading into the Super Bowl. And it is one of those things we're just kind of talking about it out loud uh, throughout the course of, uh, of the last 10 or 20 years, whenever HR became a thing. A lot of times they will hire people in all different types of businesses, but then they'll put an ad in the paper and they'll take, they'll have people apply for a job that they're not going to give anybody. And so eventually somebody has to say stop it and haven't you known haven't we all kind of known it's been whispered in hushed tones that they've interviewed people that aren't really going to get the job because of the rooney rule over the years but we haven't always thought about it as happening before what well, we always thought about it as happening before not after they've already hired the head coach but that is happening in corporate and hr life all over the country a lot now where I think especially when white people are getting hired, they still have to put the ad in the paper and have sham um, people download their their uh, resumes and send in their tapes if it's broadcasting or whatever it is. Uh, and a lot, when you listen, you know, what you and I have to do, especially as two white guys, we've always said is we have to listen. And when you listen to the black voices today, for the most part, they're going, oh, yeah. And they've many times the black guys have just put up with this because they wanted to keep working. Yes, but what we got to remember here that everybody should be outraged if the allegations are true because Stephen right. Ross, the owner, vehemently denied this. So he came out with a statement denying this, and that's pretty much what he has to do. Well, legally, you got to do, do that. Even the, the NFL's was really strong. The NFL is pretty good at pivoting. But I was surprised how strong the NFL response was, but maybe that's for legal reasons they got to do it. I will tell you this. We should all be outraged if, if this is true. Someone's lying. Either Flores is lying or Stephen Ross is lying. There's no middle ground here. This wasn't misinterpreted. Someone said this or that. No, the coach, the black coach of the Dolphins, with a winning record, gets fired. And when it happened, 
I know everybody said calling into my show, well, how could this happen? He had a winning record. And then it started to leak out he didn't get along with the owner, which is the reason you could get fired. You can get fired. Well, you're not you going to get along record. with the owner if he says tank games and you don't. That's right? what we're finding out now. <laughs> right, we understand so, why yeah. the owner could be pissed off because if Stephen Ross looked at Brian Flores and said, you're going to do this, this is what I expect of you, and Flores said, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to ex- accept your money, but I'm not going to quit because I'm a young black head coach who got this great opportunity. I'm going to coach my team up and be good. You now understand or you can connect the dots why this owner lost control of this coach who basically said to him, screw you, screw you, no, I won't do this. I won't try to break another rule and get on your yacht and try to recruit Tom Brady. You hired me to win games. I'm going to go and do my job, and now that he got fired, and I think we understand why he got fired, the owner didn't like him, the word humiliation is a very difficult word, and I've heard that a lot over the last 24 to 48 hours. Brian Flores, a black man in a sport dominated by black football players, had a, had a head coaching job, and the other guy that does who's black is Mike Tomlin. He's in the club. He's got a job. He doesn't want to be a defensive coordinator. He doesn't want to have another job. He wants to be a head coach, and they took that away. And then one put it over the top is the giant sham interview. And after he found out that his mentor, Bill Belichick, made a mistake while texting him, and that his mentor knew that he probably wasn't getting the job because they were giving it to Brian Dable, who's a very good candidate. But Brian Dable wasn't a head coach before. Brian Flores was. Flores felt humiliated enough, and I think his attorneys knew this. And they sat him down and said, we're going. We got this and convinced him to go scorched earth, Tom. Tom, this is scorched earth. He's all in. Well, a few things there to unpack. Uh, Yeah, the best two-year coaching record in 20 years with the Miami Dolphins. That's not usually the guy that gets fired. I always like to point back to, we've always said a shorter leash for black uh, coaches, and, and they've always said it too. And Ray Rhodes, one year in Green Bay. Who gets one year? Ray Rhodes, black, got one year in Green Bay, and then he was fired. Very so. Ty Willingham at Notre Dame. Notre Dame always let their coaches write out the entire contract, the first one ever. Wasn't there anybody in the room at Notre Dame to say, hey, it's our first black coach. We might not want to fire him before his contract's up. We've never done that before. It might not be a good look. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's why you need diversity in the room, for someone to point that out. Uh, Prickly. Flores is prickly. We glorify Belichick for being prickly. Head coaches are prickly sometimes. Lombardi They're, was prickly. Oh, my God. That Right now, let's how about right now, half the coaches in the NFL are prickly. And so sometimes, though, we get more upset with people who are prickly. We, the white guys, get a little bit more upset with people who are prickly when they don't look like us. We have to sometimes listen, look into our own hearts and souls and wonder if sometimes it doesn't mean we're bad people doesn't even mean we're racists but sometimes we do have to look inward and say do are we sometimes as a collective society uh with white guys running things sometimes a little too quick to pull the plug on people who don't look like us and you were talking about what his lawyers think they have well remember when a lot of guys went on the air and said colin kaepernick has no case well, he must have had a case. He had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, but he got tens of millions of dollars. One of the reasons he did that surmised is there were you know, old guys sending emails and texts. 
The ring a bell. Well, Old, yeah, yeah, and that's, I, I that's can what, jump in with that. I yeah. can jump in with the Gruden emails. Well, I, oh, Richardson from the for the Panthers too sure. back in the Kaepernick days. But how yeah. about Hugh Jackson, friend of the show, used to be the head coach of the Raiders. He's now on the offensive, talking about him being in a similar situation. He said his owner Jimmy Haslin of the Browns, when Hugh went one and thirty-one over his first two seasons, was quote happy while we kept losing, and then wrote, "Trust me." It was a good number in response to someone who said Haslam wasn't offering 100000 per loss. Uh, Jackson, who is now the head coach at Grambling, again went 1-31 over his first two seasons. And then the next year he went 2-5 and one to start, and he was fired. And now he's starting to chirp that he had an owner that was okay with losing at that time. Look, this is an integrity issue. If it turns out that Stephen Ross did this, and they'll figure it out in the investigation, he's done. He's going to lose his team like Donald Sterling or anybody else. Richardson, as we talked about, the NFL will force him to sell the team because of this conduct, and it deals with integrity, especially now with gambling involved so much in the NFL. You can't have an owner who wants to lose and instructs people to lose with gambling now embedded in the NFL. And for Brian Flores, what's so unique about this, and I said this on SiriusXM, he's either going to get a statue 20 years from now, there's going to be a statue of him where people are going to say that's the guy who had the courage to go up against the NFL for racial discrimination and the fact that the Rooney rule doesn't work, or he's going to get paid and disappear and never coach again, and you're never going to hear from him. It took a lot of balls for him to do this, Tom. Well, yeah, and that's what so many people are saying, and so many people who look like him are saying because so many people who look like him who would like to continue to work in the NFL – have said either on the record or off that they've just put up with it. And he decided he's going to have a not give an F attitude and go for it. And, you know, he's, he's an inspirational figure. He's not only an inspirational figure to uh, African-American coaches who haven't been able to say anything. He's the son of immigrants from Honduras. He is Latino. So he's got the last name Flores. So he's inspirational to Latinos and Latinos throughout the United States of America. And you want, you know, they want to see him be treated fairly and he wants to be treated fairly. So the younger people, and he did mention that people coming up who are younger than him don't have to go through what he's gone through. Yeah, this is a big story. It's ahead of the Super Bowl. It's real. It's a real lawsuit. There's another lawsuit pending coming off the Washington football team. Now they're the commanders. That, well, let's look away at the shiny object. We're going to change our name. I know there's a congressional hearing tomorrow. And there's a roundtable on all of our bad behavior and the way we treated women and what we did. And now, how did John Gruden's emails get leaked from the Washington football team investigation? So you got that going, and he's not going to give up. He wants to clear his name. You got Brian Flores, and then you have the Super Bowl. When I'm coming to L.A., and I saw a great text from someone and uh, this uh, person by the name of Philip Barrett, uh, and he's an actor, I believe, and he tweeted, my uncle, a reform crip, posted tips for those coming into L.A. for Super Bowl weekend. Oh, boy. And I thought this was great. Some of them were, uh, that were highlighted. If you do rent a car, remember, get gas. <laughs> gas is almost $5 a uh, gallon, I suggest an Uber. There is nowhere to park. Don't rent a car. Be prepared to take an Uber. Don't come out here with them deformed BBLs 
you will get made fun of. Everyone in L.A. has the Omicron, so just accept it. (laughs) So I like what they're talking about L.A. It's I'm coming into the belly of the beast. I lived in the valley, really right next to where they filmed Valley Girl. In fact, it's a Ridgemont High. So I lived in L.A. technically, but it was in the valley. And I'm a little bit intimidated now. I got an Airbnb in downtown with some radio friends. I'm concerned about parking, how to get to the convention center in L.A., the freeways, which I don't remember easily anymore, making sure my navigation is backed up. Why should I be so worried? Well, you shouldn't be too worried. I told you uh, once I looked up where you're staying, you're staying in a fine place. Little Tokyo has some great spots. I can show you where they are. For some of the great, great sushi places where, of course, I know all the waiters and waitresses by name. And so uh, and also you're sure you don't even have to take the freeway to get from Little Tokyo to the convention center. You're going to be happy with you always loved living not far from work. You'll be living not far from work. We now interrupt this fascinating conversation for a very important announcement. And that is, we've got a really cool new sponsor, Masterworks. I don't know if I ever told you that I have almost all original art in my home. I've made an investment in art. I did it years ago. And what I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing as well. He invests in stocks, crypto, and art, just like the great myself. And now you can invest like the goat and me with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And you know what's really cool? Art outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. IRR is fancy financial jargon for internal rate of return. And 30% is amazing. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the goat. Go to masterworks.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V, the name of this network, masterworks.art slash believe. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. We now return to our regularly scheduled podcast, a fascinating conversation between a quiet man named John, known by his gangster name JT, and me. Looney. One person I don't expect to see on Radio Row is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> she's, suspended. she's been suspended by The View for two weeks uh, for another really unique comment. Yeah, the consultants the told us, uh, the podcast consultants said, talk more about The View. <laughs> well, which, which you knew you were going to hear this. I am the first ever, ever radio host to ever watch The View. Yeah. And you've proven this. You've talked to my wife. The first day The View ever aired. With Barbara Walters, I believe it was Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I can go to the original lineup. And I was watching. It was a big deal. They made a big deal about it. And I watched four women talking around a table. It was supposed to be like a coffee talk. A little coffee table where they talk about the topics of the day. And it has evolved into one of the most heinous, intense, cackling, oh, I know. hardcore. What happened to that show? Awful show. Oh and God. Whoopi said it's not about race 
It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. So by saying that, you could see, you can hear. You can, if you watch the video, even her co-host will like, oh, my God. Look at the look where you're going. Yeah. Where are you going here? And then she went on Stephen Colbert and tried to clean it up, but she wasn't able to do it. Let me give you my big takeaway. I don't agree with anything she said. Well, what, what she did say that it was man's inhumanity to man. So you do agree with some of what yes, she said, I but go ahead. That. But when she talked about the race element right. of this and what happened, I've said this and I, I'll repeat this again. And someone will get this out of this podcast and thank me for years to come. I've never said the H word ever on radio. Oh, right. mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not profanity. I have never referred to him, the Fuhrer. I've never said his name over an open microphone, including this podcast. Because whenever it happens and someone says that, it gets into a really uncomfortable topic. Now, people and children and everybody should learn about the Holocaust. They should learn what happened in Germany. What, what, that was the worst moment in civilized history. But I'm not comfortable saying his name because when I hear people do it, their careers get destroyed. Well, I remember we had an unwritten rule. Yeah. Or we actually no, it was a spoken rule. We would talk about it on the air and off the air. Don't make any analogies to Hitler or slavery. It was, and it's a pretty good rule to go by. No analogies. You can you can make all the analogies in the world to your drunk uncle at Thanksgiving if you want to, but. How about not those two things, two white talk show hosts, and you'll be fine? And I think, I think that was a good philosophy we lived by, and maybe that's why the show was on for so many years. And what I find fascinating now, a bunch of race baiters or people who make careers talking race and stir the pot on race are now coming on their shows or podcasts saying, well, I wouldn't cancel her. I wouldn't cancel her. It's freedom of speech. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't either. People make mistakes. People say, really? really stupid things, but they shouldn't lose their job. But I love some of the people who are saying it because wink, wink. I'm like, wow, this is just a moment for them to say that. And they say much worse things. Right, people who are constantly punching down. Yeah, people who are punching are down. Come, people who should be work. talking about this yes. are all of a sudden coming to the rescue of Whoopi on this topic. Look, my opinion yeah. on Whoopi is that show has gotten so bad that yeah. I'm surprised more and more people haven't gotten fired for saying stupid things there. And now she'll be on a two-week she'll be on a two-week hiatus and she might quit. She might not want to come back because she's very opinionated and she's going to feel like and, she's in the penalty box and she apologized. Wait till you see the fallout from this. Well, another thing I've, we've always talked about, I remember going all the way back to Rush Limbaugh talking about Donovan McNabb and he was wrong, but it doesn't mean you're a racist because you're wrong. Uh, you can say, you, you know, the, the topic is on the table that they're talking about, whatever it is, social political topics, mostly on that show. And you can be wrong. And about who's going to be wrong more often? By the way, you and I are going to be wrong probably more often on race than Whoopi. It doesn't mean we're racist if we're wrong. Uh, her experience probably far, uh, not probably, far more difficult in life than ours. And but we do have to be careful sometimes right not to just cancel somebody because they're wrong about something especially if they don't double down (laughs) and how about jeff zucker resigning from cnn after a relationship with the top executive tying this into chris cuomo wanting to protect his brother governor andrew cuomo and then chris cuomo's comments and what's gone out and i said i texted you and i thought about it jeff zucker running CNN and people say CNN's so liberal and Fox is so conservative and Zucker hates Fox and Fox and Hannity hates CNN. 
Well, Jeff Zucker should have known you can't fish on the company pier. Something that's been going on for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah, that's where there you meet people beautiful when you're younger. Women, there are beautiful women all yep. over the world, but you only think there are beautiful women at work. Because at work, they like you, and you see them, and you get off the elevator, and then you have a drink with them, and then you go to a Christmas party with them. And you can't, as a grown-ass man, say, you know, I run a network. I shouldn't be with this person unless you're fully in love and you're both divorced. Everybody's divorced. Well, aren't they like the president and the vice president? (laughs) They're really high up. Jeff Zucker could have flown to any island and got what Tom Brady got, a Brazilian swimsuit model, and his career is destroyed. His name is now in the dirt because he fished on the company pier. And here's the thing about that as well. It's, it's understandable when younger people, the young single yes. people in their teens and their 20s and they're working at an ice cream store on below deck Mediterranean or anything like that. that. That totally makes sense. When I worked at the Sidewalk Cafe in Venice, everybody was kissing everybody. But we were also young and in our 20s. And, and, but, but, but he's not. And we, we remember Derek Fisher. Uh, Derek Fisher decided the only woman available was Matt Barnes' wife. You know, come he, he's a coach of the New York Knicks, an NBA, former NBA star. NBA superstar. Yep, uh, point four. We were there live on the radio for that. And he could, you know, he can date anybody on earth. And you want to go, I guess it's a, you know, we want to go towards the danger. I'm saying we as human beings and we as guys, let's go towards the danger. And this happens to Jeff Zucker when the Brian Flores lawsuit is out there, the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's retirement, uh, Facebook, the stock that I love, down 70 points because they missed earnings by a tad, and now Mm -hmm. that world could be coming. What's happening now in the news cycle, inflation, the president, Ukraine, Omicron, maybe a new variant down the road, the governor of California not wearing a mask with Magic Johnson at the football game. It's always been this toxic, right, Tom? Or, or is it worse than it's ever been right well, now? Well, here's, I, I think, you know, Chris Rock talked about, you know, racism Racism's always been there. Now we just have, uh, it's not worse. It's just that we have, everyone's got a camera. And now we see what it looks like. And uh, the to- any other part of politics or the toxicity of it, you know, our vice president, Aaron Burr, shot Alexander Hamilton. We got a play out of it 200 years later. Uh, so it has been more toxic than it is now. People aren't really aware of history. People, we tend to be narcissistic and judge the history. And the greatest players of all time, of course, are in our lifetime. They can't be in somebody else's era. They have to be in ours. The world's going to end in our lifetime. Otherwise, our 80 years are irrelevant. So that's kind of normal. And the thing about a couple of things, sometimes... I'm confused by, you know, we have a very liberal district attorney in Los Angeles and they're blaming all the crime on him. He's a police officer. I thought we're supposed to back the blue, but or we don't back the liberal blue. (laughs) What is that? Uh, And uh, when it comes to the the stadium and and the governor and Magic Johnson not wearing a mask, well, it is an indoor outdoor stadium with open ends and they can open the roof too, right? No, they so, can't open the roof, but the the ends are open on the yeah. side. So there is so, ventilation there. But look, yeah. I believe, you know, I'm not a big mandate guy, but I, I believe when the Raiders decided to go and Mark Davis decided to go vaccine only, you had to be vaccinated right. 
to go to the Raider game of getting that process. I bought into that. I, for me, I'm very comfortable with that. I, know yeah, I, I, I am too, because I think story. it gets people to get vaccinated. Same thing at the gym. You can't get in the gyms in LA unless you're vaccinated. And it got stubborn people in my gym because, you know, if you're going to take away their muscles, they'll go get the, they'll go get the vaccine. You know, people put a lot of things in their bodies to get muscles, but somehow not a vaccine. And so that, that must be people. the greatest hypocrisy of all time is that like in the movie. And if you go to a gym and it could be any gym and if it's a gym where the rules are a little bit loose, maybe mm-hmm. go back to the 80s and 90s. Imagine a bunch of guys sitting in a gym with a bunch of benches there. And it's like, hey, where'd you get your steroids? Or, hey, man, where'd right. you get your youth yeah. throw And there's another guy coming out of the shower and he's shooting up in his butt and the other guy's shooting up and you're, you're sitting there going, now we have a pandemic and guys won't get their vaccine, but they're shooting up a whole bunch of other stuff to get that lift in. To get I, up knew, a guy, I knew a guy at Gold's in Venice who took Equipoise and it had a picture of a horse on the bottle. <laughs> it, was a, it was a horse steroid you know that uh, secretary could probably work i think all those look I, I think it could kill you and i think it could have effects on you later in life but i guarantee it makes you look swole oh, yeah, while right. you're working out in your 20s and that's 30s and so that's so funny to me that people will drink the powders and the strange things from gnc and the and, and we the, and eat all different kinds of foods and powders and they don't really know what's in it or read the ingredients at all. They just see a picture of a guy with muscles holding up the powder. I'm going to buy that powder so I can look like that. But I don't know if I want to take the vaccine. I don't know what's in it. That that I don't know what's in an argument. Forget the argument about I did my own research. The argument that you don't know what's in it is so funny, especially because we grew up in the era where SpaghettiO had 42 ingredients. You know, SpaghettiOs, we didn't know what was in SpaghettiOs. So... Uh, it is, uh, it is. I think overhyped. With but, but look, if if you're going to be the governor and seen in that picture, and th- you're the one in charge of mandating, that's going to get the mandates taken away a lot quicker. We're going to end up having a choice about w- very soon, maybe because of that picture in California on whether or not to wear a mask. It's going to be a personal choice. I'm loving season four of Ozark. I love the oh. characters. Marty Bird, Wendy Bird, uh, the money launderers, the Navarro cartel. So I love a little drug lord. I love money laundering. I love Mexico drugs coming over, poppy fields, uh, other people in the Ozarks. I I love the characters. I love the storyline. The lakes. The lakes. The binge watching of of season four has been unbelievable. How many episodes have you seen? I've watched a six. Okay, great. Because Netflix has chosen to split. Ozark's final season in two. So we have the first seven episodes that are coming here that I'm knocking out with four more coming at an undisclosed date. And that would be it. And everybody's waiting for that. And as you know, I got through Yellowstone just in time to get into Ozark. And this is great television. It's fantastic. And I think we all agree, maybe not all of us, but I agree that the best way to watch television now is to binge watch. It's a date night. night. My wife and I will watch. One or two, if it's really good, we'll say, let's watch another one. If I fall asleep, I know where I fall asleep. I'll go back and finish it. Right. We'll finish it. And we talk about it the next day over coffee. Isn't it the way to watch television instead of having to watch it? Wait another week from MASH back in the day. Another <laughs> week for 90210. Oh, it is. Another week for another show. It's great because you can catch up on great shows, which we couldn't do when we were younger. We had to be there on Thursday night at 8 o'clock. Or we missed it. You do the VCR eventually. Yeah, I didn't see. 
it's from primetime TV. I didn't see between puberty and the VCR, right? <laughs> because you know you had you had football practice, you had swimming practice. There's social activities in high school. I missed a lot of great TV shows over the years because I was not going to be in my house between eight and eleven on almost any night after I turned thirteen or fourteen. And then, so it's, it's great now we can watch it whenever we want on demand. And Jason Bateman, we all need a little Jason Bateman, a little Marty, a little Marty Bird Very that calm. stays calm, cool, and collected. Something that uh, no one has even ever described you or me as calm, cool, and collected. Even when I believe Marty, played by Jason Bateman, is going to scream. I mean, the most I know, I horrible thing happens. He never raises his voice and loses control. It's really a life lesson. It's it, it's incredibly his wife and he he and his wife will have a fight. She'll say something awful. He'll bite his tongue all the time. The, he's got teenagers with all the teenage angst. He handles it really well. It's it's he. Yeah, you could just watch him to learn how to behave in life with the exception of the business he's doing. I'm just talking about emotional behavior, <laughs> not professional behavior. Of course, I'm watching Sneaky Pete. Have you ever seen Sneaky Pete? No idea what you're talking about. Oh, yes. And let me let me bring it up here. Because I, 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 I uh... Sneaky Pete is on Amazon. It's a con man on the run from a vicious gangster. He takes cover by uh, assuming the identity of his prison cellmate, who he looked just like, and uh, reuniting with his, his, an estranged family, but he's been gone for so long, they just assume he is Pete. They welcome back with open arms. They welcome into the family business, which is bail bonds. <laughs> he's, already, he's a criminal working in bail bonds business. And all hilarity ensues, and it's an outstanding series so when you're when you're ready for you know when, after you you watch episode seven of ozark give uh, give sneaky pete a try one other plug i want to give as we're talking about binge watching aaron paul who played jesse pinkman in the critically claimed show breaking bad that we both watched mm. yes he came out to vegas he's got a new mezcal to play on tequila those always and he's partners with this spirits this liquor with brian cranston the also the star of the show and my buddy todd who i've talked about before did a big bar promotion and that's what happens where these distributors get together with these celebrities and they have a liquor tequila a mezcal and i need to mention jt i i don't know why the, the sneaky pete segue to this is perfect because brian cranston is in sneaky pete and produces sneaky pete so aaron paul came out to vegas and went to my buddy's bar and he walked into the bar. It was a signing. He was going to sign bottles and take pictures. And this guy, Aaron Paul, who's a great actor and is so successful from Breaking Bad and so fortunate that, you know, he was written into one role, as far as I understand, one episode. And he was so good that he stayed in the series. And he oh, wow. The series. Yeah. Well, I didn't really know that. Ba- yeah, wow. really good backstory on his life. Well, anyway, I watched this young man. And let me get his age right. He's 42. And he worked the bar. We could have been in Rochester, New York, Buffalo. We could have been in Idaho. We could have been in New Orleans. He was selling a product and putting his name on it. And he walked up to everyone. It's probably two, three hundred people in the bar. He took a picture with every person, signed a bottle, looked in their eyes. And I just wanted to share that about Aaron Paul. What a great, great guy. And the way I watched him work and put his name on this product, Dos Hombres, 
this mezcal and try to launch it. And it's going to do really well. It's going to be bought for millions upon like George Clooney and Randy Gerber and their tequila, just to watch a guy work the room the way he did. As we were talking about binge watching in one of our favorite shows, Breaking Bad. Did you have any mezcal? I did. I had a oh shot. Boy. A oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my and, uh, God. It turned into one of those nights when I was mixing. I started off with the vodka. A couple of uh, Raider Nation bought me Modelos because they, when they see me, they say, JT, Modelo. I say, yes, hombre, yes, please. And then a little bit of mezcal. Oh, but wow. I didn't drive, and I got home responsibly. Yeah, you cannot drive after mezcal. No. <laughs> you cannot drive. I have been to the birthplace of mezcal. Tilacalula in Oaxaca is the, considered the birthplace of mascal. And wow. Uh, yeah, once you have a little mascal, uh, yeah, you, yeah you, you, gotta, you have to be driven home. <laughs> I'm going to walk home after the podcast. Great podcasting with you. Okay, Sam. Wow. Mira no mas. If you ever have a chance to go to Tlacalula and Oaxaca. You gotta do it. One of the great places on God's green earth, plus a lot of pyramids and ruins in that part of the world. Go see the pyramids in Montalban and Mitla. Thank you for listening to all 37 minutes and 42 seconds. Gracias por escuchando los 36 minutos y 40 segundos of the JT and Looney podcast. Desarrollado por nuestros amigos en Bet Online. Powered by our friends at Bet Online. Donde comienza el juego. Where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.